want to pray this over you. This is Dr. Savell prayed over the men, the heads of households on April 22nd. And I want to declare this over you. I gave this to you last month. Hallelujah. Father, I command the wicked one who is a thief to take his hands off God's men. Take his hands off God's leaders. Take his hands off these men that represent the heads of families. Satan, I adjure you, stay out of their finances, stay out of their affairs, stay out of their businesses, stay out of their operation and workplaces. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, that this year they will see prosperity beyond what they've ever seen before in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for every head of household, every man in this place, Father. I declare that they're taking their place as leaders in life. They're leaders in their families. Thank you that taking the place of being led by you to lead their family. For those that are single, they're being led by you to lead them into right relationships. Those believing for jobs, that they'd be led into the right places, yeah. right businesses. Yeah. I thank you, Father, for the heads of households prospering and increasing and coming to another level in, in life. Shout of praise. You believe that? Amen. God is good. Thank you, Father. Why don't you greet one another and tell them how good it is to see them tonight? God is good. Thank you for taking your time out to be here on a on a on a Thursday evening, and and um, I just believe that it's um, it, uh, it's that each month that we gather together, that's a it's a profitable time. It's a profitable time. Uh, don't don't do meetings or do these things just just to say, hey, we've got we we have men's meetings now, or or I don't have anything else better to do. No, this is this is fact. This I believe these meetings are important. This is something that 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 I know I've heard from God on, and this is something that's going to continue to build strength within the men of, men of heritage. And and I want to encourage you, and I want to challenge you to make sure you 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 uh, reach out to your your brothers in the church. All right. And, and, and make sure they're here. Make sure you, you remind them of the meeting. And, and it's not about having, it's not about whether, whether this place is full or not because I'm going to teach the same whether we have, we have one or whether we have a hundred. So it, it's not about the people to me. It isn't, I'm not finding pride in the fact that, hey, every chair was filled. That, that's, not, that's not why I do this. That's not why I'm in ministry. I don't, this is not about, this is not about fame. This is not about, I can just pat my, man, we had, we had lots of men there this week. That, and that's not how I'm going to judge the success of what we do as a church. That's why even when we say 2,000 people by 2023, it's not so, I can say, man, we've got a, we've got a mega church in Crowley. It's, I mean, uh, that, that, that's, that's, it represents people. And, and the thing is, is, is we are to sharpen one another, and, and, and we, we have to be there for other men. And, 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 and as your pastor, they need to hear what God's placed on my heart. And it's not about how good I am, but, but the things I'm sharing, you, sharing with you, I believe, are truths that will impact your life and maybe just open, our, open your eyes to maybe, man, 
that's really been a downfall in my life. That's really what's hindered me in my life. And, and, and so these meetings are important, so I encourage you, month after month, just make sure you, you just drop a text message, call, call another brother in the church and say, hey, are you coming tonight? Well, I don't know. You need to be there tonight. Encourage people to be here. You know, encourage people to be around the word. Encourage people to, to, to invest in their lives as men. Amen? Amen. As you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 12, and I'm, I'm continuing. This is actually the third, our theme this year is, <coughs> excuse me, breaking the mold. <coughs> and um, this is the third month, so a couple months ago, I started in this aspect of dealing with integrity, the missing ingredient to success. Integrity is not something that we... Uh, we hear mu- hear much about in in uh, in the world. It's not something that you see a lot in the world. It's something that's few and far between. But but I, I want to read our statements of faith before I get into this, because just make these declarations. So read these with me. It's on that paper you received at the top. Let's start off. Step up. Be a man of action. Assume it is your job in your moment. Hate apathy. Reject passivity. Refuse to live as a spectator in life. Speak out. Silence in the midst of a sin is a sin. Be courageous. Fear God, not man. Speak the truth in love. Stand strong. Don't give in when you're challenged, attacked, or criticized. Above all, refuse to compromise. Stay humble. Be vigilant against pride. Get the log out of your eye. Don't think less of yourself. Think of yourself less. Serve the king. Seek first his kingdom, his glory, his righteousness, hope in the eternal, and live for the greater reward. That's what, we're, that's what our statements of faith as a men's meeting, our, our purpose statement is, our purpose is to create opportunities for the men of heritage to come together, to connect, grow, get free, and go to the next level in life. Our attitude is this, we refuse to go back, give up, or plateau, we will rise and be the champions we were created to be. That's not on your paper, some of you might be looking for it, that's usually what, that's that there. And so that's our, it's on our website, that's our vision statements, our purpose statement, and, and, and because, it's, man, it's about us going to the next level. That's why it's next level men's ministry. And integrity is such an important part of going to the next level in your life. And any downfalls in my personal life and my personal, I'd have to say it came down to really the root of it was a lack of integrity. And, 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 and we dealt with these things, this, this, this missing ingredient to success. You know, a couple months ago, I, I had uh, the, the cake boxes and the cookies, you know, and, and, and you know, as, as much as, 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 as you can like a chocolate chip cookie, if, and, and I have the, the directions, the recipe, if, if I miss one ingredient, then what happens is I don't have the desired result. And I don't know about you, but I, I like results. I like desired results. I, I, don't, I, don't want, I, I don't want to eat just the egg that's in this. Although I like eggs, but, but I, I don't want to eat a raw egg. I, I don't want to eat just an egg and flour. No, I want everything that needs to go in this cookie before I eat this cookie. Right? Why? Because that's That's integrity. Integrity is soundness. It's, it's being unimpaired, meaning it's not, it's not lacking anything. It's not missing anything. So, so when we understand about integrity, it's getting the desired result in your life. Anybody want a cookie? Anybody want a cookie now? No? 
Here you go, Ryan. You can have, you can have a cookie. Uh-huh. Got him a cookie. So, so the thing is, is realizing that integrity is a missing ingredient. And, and we saw that in, and we'll go, go into it in just a moment. We saw that in 2 Peter chapter 1, where it said, add to your faith virtue and your virtue knowledge. It says, if you, if you have these things in you and they abound, it says, neither will you be in barren or unfruitful. So it's important that it's not just that I have faith, but he said, to your faith, add virtue, which is moral excellence, which is integrity. Add to your virtue knowledge. Because when these things are in you and they abound, they cause you to be fruitful in your life. And that's what this whole, this whole aspect that I'm dealing with right now about integrity is in our lives. So let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I'm going to read this first in, let me read the Amplified. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you, in the view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies. <clears throat> Hallelujah. That you, that you make a decisive dedication of your bodies. It's not your pastor making a decision for you. It's not your parents making a decision for you. It's you making a decision. Present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, fashioned after and adapted to an external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind. So it says don't be conformed to this world, meaning don't fit into its mold, don't be shaped by the world, but what? Be transformed. So I'm either going to be conformed or I'm going to be transformed. And so I'm either going to, and you're going to be conformed by or transformed by what you're giving yourself to and what you're allowing into your life, right? Then it says this, by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitudes. And just as I was preparing for this tonight, I, I was just thinking, I just kept having those phrases, new ideals and new attitudes. Meaning if I'm not to be like the world because what they have a set of ideals and they have a set of attitudes. But it tells me to be transformed by the renewing of a mind so I have new ideals. Now ideals is not a word I use every day. You know, and, it, and, and I mean, hey, maybe I, I, I had to look the word up. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, because if you say it fast, I thought it would say you have new ideas. Yeah. You know, uh, well, yeah, you can get new ideas too, but, but it's ideals. New ideals. What does the word ideals mean? It means a standard of perfection. And the other definition is a principle, a principle to be aimed at. So when it says that you have new ideals, it's saying there's a, there, there, you have a new standard of perfection. And, or there's a new principle that you aim at. So when I'm renewing my mind, where if, I, if I'm just being shaped by the world, I have, I have what the world, they're, what they're aiming at. But when I get into the word of God, then what happens is I gain a new aim. I gain a new standard. I, I gain something new in my life. So that's why it's so important for, for us to get into the word of God, for us to be transformed. What? So we can aim at something different that no one else is aiming at. I, you know what? I don't want to hit the target that some people in the world are going after. 
I, I, I don't want I, I, I don't want some of the results that that the world is getting right. I, I want results of what the word says I can be and what the word says I can have. So I have to renew my mind to that. Integrity. What is integrity? We talked about it a minute ago. It is the being unimpaired. It's soundness. Let's go to um, go to Second Peter chapter one. So these new ideals. I'm not going to go through the scripture I just read. I want I want to pull out something and share a couple things with you. And thank you, Father. Second Peter. <clears throat> He goes through all the add to your faith virtue, and he goes through all that, talks about not being barren. And let's look at verse 12. He goes, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. That you'll be established in the present truth. Established. So the things I'm sharing with you, I, I don't want to stop sharing these things with you. Why? Because I want you to be established in this present truth. What I just shared with you about the faith, about, about uh, integrity, about these things, self-control, I want this to be established in your life. And so here, he wants integrity to be established, it, to be what to establish means to ground something. It means to be founded on something, and 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 be um, it, it's having a, a strong foundation. Meaning, so if you do these things, it's going to build a, a strong foundation in your life as a man. And if you have a strong foundation in your life as a man, then you're going to have a strong you're going to have a strong marriage. You're going to have a strong family. You're going to have strong children. You're going to have everything else is going to be strong in your life when you build it on the right foundation. So it, he wants us to be established in these certain truths, right? And so last month when we we talked about integrity, we were talking about being established on the truths of who God is. And we established the truth that God doesn't lie. We, I talked about all the facts of how people lie, when people lie, and, and how many lies people tell a day. Remember, remember that last month? Numbers tells us God is not a man that he should lie. So that lets me know that if I'm just going to base things, just, just what the scripture says, that man lies. God is not a man that lies. So it lets me know that men lie. So God is not like them, Right? So we establish that. So, so if I'm not to be conformed to the world, because what? Man lies. But I need to be transformed by the renewing of her mind so I'm like God. So I don't lie. Titus says, which rests on the hope of the eternal God who never lies. Has promised this from the very beginning. Hebrews 6.18 says, so it's impossible for God to lie for we know that this promise and his vow will never change. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. God doesn't lie. Amen. See, these are the truths that we're building our life on. And, and we're going to go into another thing of, about God because, because we need to be followers of his example, right? Go over to 1 Peter and then I'll, I'll go into something new tonight. 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 21, I think I closed with this last month. It says, For even to this were you called, 
It is inseparable from your, your vocation. For Christ also suffered for you, leaving you his personal example so that you should follow in his footsteps. Leaving us his personal example so we could follow in his footsteps. So here, we need to be imitators of God, right? And here it says, to follow in his footsteps. Verse 22, he was guilty of no sin, neither was there deceit ever found on his lips. And we're supposed to follow his example? And it says, he didn't sin, nor was there deceit found in his lips. So as men, last month we made the decision that we're going to step up and be people of truth. We're going to speak truth. We're going to live truth. Amen? Amen. Now let's go to Psalms 92, and I want to deal with something new. Integrity, a missing ingredient in success. So what does integrity look like? It's sound. It has all the right ingredients. Last month, what does integrity look like? Integrity is truth. And tonight, I want us to see that integrity is dependable. As men, if we're going to be full of integrity, we need to be dependable. So let's look at this. Verse 12 says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, and he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age, and they shall be fat and flourishing. Verse 15, To show that the Lord is upright. To show that the Lord is upright. So we're being established in these present truths. And, and we saw that how, how looking at the nature of God and following his example, we saw last month he doesn't lie. Now this month I want you to see that to show the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. The word upright means to be right. It means to be straight, be level. To be upright, to be just, to be lawful, to be smooth. Now, now think of this for a moment. I had Rick bring me a, a leveler. So the Lord is upright. Now, if I'm, if I'm going to be trying to, to and, and I've had to do this, you know, move pictures around in the home. No, I don't like it over there. Well, how about, how about over here? Okay, now that I put three holes in that wall, <laughs> let's put three more holes in this wall, right? But it's whatever you want, honey. I'm a smart man. I'm a smart man. I'm established in the truth, man. Hallelujah. So, so here, here, here with, with the leveler, you know, Now, I can, if I'm up close to this, and I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, kind of in my natural eye, that could actually look kind of, kind of level. But yet, if I stand back and look at it, it's going to be kind of crooked. And so here, this is what integrity is. Integrity, one of the definitions to be upright is to be level. You see, when you have things that are level, you're going to have things that are right. See, God is upright. He is Level. There's no unrighteousness in him, meaning he's not unright. He is right. He is upright. 
You know, so, so when we talk about leveling things, what, if, if I'm off any sort of degree, then what happens? It won't be right. I'm going to be off. You know, say, say, well, it's not that big of a deal, you know, if I'm putting up a picture to be, be a little off. Okay, well, what if, you're, what if you're building a house and you started with the floor and you were off? What if you're, you build the foundation and the foundation, you're like, well, I'll get the rest of the house straight. But yet your foundation is crooked. Then what happens is, is yeah, you may have something that looks like a house, but that house cannot be depended upon. It, that, that the structure of that house cannot be ten, dependent upon. Why? Because the foundation is not level. The foundation doesn't have integrity. You know, for instance, what, what about bridge builders? And you have someone that is building a bridge and, and, and they have the spans across, but, but all of a sudden they say, well, you know what? Um, we didn't mix everything properly in the concrete. Well, I mean, it looks, it's, it's up there, man. But yet the, the, the pylons, the pillars, the things that go down in the water, you know, you can't even see it because they're under the water anyway. So, so but we you know we kind of did something a little different with the mix. Would you want to drive over that bridge? Is that something that you're going to want to trust in? Is that something that you're going to want to put your faith in? So you have to understand, it's, it's so important as we're looking at God and, and we see that, that last month he doesn't lie. You need to see this month that he can be dependent. He is right. Yeah. He is right. And you know what? You need to be grateful for his rightness. Yeah. Go to Malachi chapter 3. See, because we're, we're wanting to model him. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, and let's look at verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. I am the Lord, I change not. So in Psalm 92, we saw the Lord is upright, upright, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And here it says, for I am the Lord, I change not. You need to be grateful for the fact that he doesn't change. Because the, you know, the rest of that verse, a lot of people, we stop there. It says, therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. <laughs> see, see, you need to be grateful for the fact that he doesn't change because, because it says the Lord doesn't change. So therefore, you need to be thankful because you're not consumed. Because if God changed, you would be burnt to a crisp right now. So, so you, you, our lives, we're, we're able to hold on to salvation because of, of, of his uprightness. We hold, we hold up we, because he is upright. Because he doesn't change, we're not burnt to a crisp. You see, this is his nature. This is his character. He doesn't change. He is upright. And there is no unrighteousness in him. He doesn't change. You know, for the, the, the fact of just, we, we, we talked about the level, or we talked about a bridge. What about, what about direction? 
You know, if you're, in a, if you're in a ship or you're in an airplane and you just get off one degree, well, it's just one degree. It's not too bad. Well, it may not be too bad if you're going across the street. It may not be bad if you're, if you're walking a mile. You just might have to walk back another hundred yards. But when you're off one degree and you're going to fly from here to, to the west, you're going to fly from Maryland to, to California and you're off one degree, you're going to be in Alaska. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're going to be somewhere off, right? Why? Because, because it's so important to be true. Not is, it, not is it just true as in truth, but true as integrity. It can be depended upon. How much more is men we need to be depended upon? You know, your children don't need to know what kind of person are you going to be when they, when they come home at night. Your wife doesn't need to know, well, is this going to be the nice Justin or is this going to be the evil Justin? They, you, know, you're, you know, the workplace, they don't know, is this the one that's going to um, get all his work done today or is this the one that's going to sleep and loaf around all day? What, you know, is what, 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 which, which man is going to show up today? See, there, there, there needs to, we need to put a stake in the ground, be established in the truth that, you know what, I am a man of God and because of that, I speak truth and I am dependable. I can be depended upon. Now, how, how can we see? Thank you, Father. Let's, let's go to James 1 before I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. James 1. That's my phone. Got an email. That's my email there, so. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's who he is. That's his nature. Amen. Thank you, Tom. Hallelujah. James 1. Let's look at another, another aspect of his character. He, the Lord is upright. There's no unrighteousness in him. I am the Lord. I don't change. Now let's look at this verse 17 of James 1. Every good gift and every perfect gift... Free, large, and full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light in the shining of whom there is no variation, rising or setting, or shadow cast by a turning as in an eclipse. Let me read the King James. It says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So here, he's talking about the father of lights and says there's no variableness and no shadow of turning. What's the word variableness? If, if something is a variable or something is variableness, that means it's changeable, right? So if he says there's no variableness, that means he can't change. You know, we can say the, the word variableness is likely to change. It means to be subject to variation. It means to be inconsistent. It means to be fickle. So, so, so when you say there's no variableness, it means there is not likely to change. 
It's, it, it's, it's not subject to variation. It's not subject to being changed. It's, it's not inconsistent. So if it's not inconsistent, it means it's what? Consistent. So here, the father of lights, the one that put the, the sun, the moon, the stars in, in the sky, it said he doesn't change. And I love this. It says, and there is no shadow of turning. What does that mean? There's no shadow of turning. Meaning, meaning any way you look at something, any way you look at God, there's no darkness in him. You see, if I have a light cast here, what, there's a shadow here, right? But see, you've got to realize is, is everything God is, is is complete. There's no shadow of turning as in an eclipse. Meaning, meaning you, you, can look, you can look at the moon from either side and you're never going to see any you're never going to see darkness you're always going to see a full moon why because there's no changing in him and there's no shadow in him there's no darkness in him there's nothing that he does will cast a shadow on anything why because he's the father of lights and there's no changing in him so this is the character we're talking about and this is how what we need to build our lives on the fact that 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 god is upright and dependable, you know what? Justin needs to be upright and dependable. You know, Justin doesn't change. God doesn't change. You know what? Then Justin needs to be a place where I don't change. Now, the only thing I change is to change myself to align with his word. <laughs> right? And then, and then realize there, and, and then also realize there's no variation in him. There's no shadow of turning, meaning, meaning it's not one day you're going to get dark, Justin, and next day you're going to get the, 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 the light, Justin. No, no, this is, this is who I am. Why? Because I am, I am a God man. I am a man of God. And because I'm a man of God, I speak truth. Because I'm a man of God, I don't change. Because I'm a man of God, I'm dependable. I can be counted on. Can people count on you? You know, it, it's like... I'm trying. I can't remember the movie. I don't know if it was a good movie or not. I I remember. I'm just. I'm just. Just had this thing go to my heart. It was. Um, you know, there was a. Might have been. Remember the Titans, and and there was a. They they would give the guy the running back, and and he'd have him the ball, and everyone would always try to take the ball away because he'd always fumble. And so he had to carry the ball everywhere with him. He had to carry it to school. He had to carry it. And every time he'd pass a teammate in the, in, the, in, the, in the school, they're always trying to slap out of his hand. Why? Because they want to get familiar. I'm not dropping that ball. I'm not dropping that ball. You know, you know what? I want to be, I, I always wanted to be the player that, that was in the, uh, you know, who, who is going to get the ball at the end of the game? Who, who, who's going to take the, you know, I, I, my big thing was soccer. So who was going to take the penalty shot? Who was, who was going to be the last person that's going to do the last drive? Who's, who's going to be the one that's going to take the, the indirect kick? Who was going to be, I, I wanted to be the one that was going to be, be the one they could count. Why? Because they could depend on me. I, I want the ball. I want the ball, you know, and, and so the thing is, is, is realizing is that a lot of times is, is we want success in our life, but the thing is, is are you dependable? These, these things are, are so, as you, as you, you know, if you're desiring to be married, these are things that you need to work on in your own life. If, if you're, you know, a young person, you need to work on these things in your life because these things are going to bridge the gap to your success later on because people are always going to look for people that are dependable. You know, I think of the, the, the story 
and I wasn't planning to go here, but, but I, I believe it's the, the story of Joseph. And, 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 it, and it said about him, he goes, is there any man, is there any other man in the kingdom? Is there any other man that has a spirit like him? And we can talk, yeah, I'm filled with the spirit. But it wasn't just referring to that. It was talking about what type of person are you? I mean, could, is there anyone, I, you know, I, I would love to hear, is there anyone else like Adrian down at your church? Because I'm, I'm looking for someone to work. Is there anyone else like Vic down at your church? Is there anyone, is there anyone like Jeremiah, anyone like Ryan? Is there anyone, is there anyone who has that spirit of God on the end? Is there anyone like that? Meaning, meaning it puts you a head and shoulders above everyone else. But this is all has to do with integrity. Are you dependable. There's no variation in him. The Lord is upright. The Lord, he doesn't change. And the father of lights, there's no variableness in him. And then, then it goes down to this in verse 18. And it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth so that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creature. Let me get back up just for a second. King James says, of his own free will. Whose free will? the father of lights, who's no changing, of his own free will, he beget us with the word of truth. Say that with me, the word of truth. truth. How are people going to recognize, how do we recognize God's dependability? How are people going to recognize your dependability? It's going to come down to, will you be one that keeps your word? So we go through the scripture, it can tell us that who God is, can tell us that he's upright, he can tell us that he doesn't change, he can tell us all these things, but, but it has to be backed by more than just saying he's that, he has, to be pro- he has to prove that. And the only way he can prove that is when he honors his word. Let's go to Isaiah 55. You see, God and his word are one. You can't separate him from his word. And he's full of integrity because he honors his word. And you will become a person that is dependable when you understand the power of your word. When you understand that your words carry weight and you fulfill your word. See, we always want God to fulfill his word, but will you fulfill your word? You see, this, this is so important to, to you know, this, this isn't just, I mean, this is some, some meat of the word stuff here. You, you understand, this, this is going to be the very thing that takes you to another level in every area of your life when you become a person of your word. In Isaiah 55, I guess I need to get there. Verse 7, it says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Meaning, meaning, you know what? Don't go after the wicked's thoughts and don't go after the unrighteous thoughts. For the sake of time, let me, let me speed up here to verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, Without producing, 
but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So what's he saying? My word, just as the rain comes down and waters the earth and goes back up again, so will my word be that goes out of my mouth. It will produce. It doesn't come back void. Why? Because he's dependable. Go to Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah 33 real quick and just see this. His word. Verse 20 says, Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night so that there should no be more, no more day or no more night in their season, then can also my covenant be broken with David. What does that mean? He goes, if, if, if the, sun, the sun would stop shining and the, and the moon would stop coming out, then you know what? Then my covenant could be broken with David. But you know what? Day's not stopping and night's not stopping. And because those aren't stopping, you can't break my covenant with my people. Amen. That's how dependable he is. But how quickly would you break your word? How, how valuable is your marriage covenant with your wife? How valuable is that? Because God says his covenant that he made, he said, he, he goes, the only way that's going to be broken is if we no longer have day and we no longer have night. So that means as long as we're on this earth and long as this earth exists till he come and gets us, that means that covenant that he's made with man and that covenant he made with David is strong. Why? Because he's dependable. That's integrity. That's an integrity. Hallelujah. His word will not return void. He's saying, you can count on me. You can count on my word because I don't lie. You can count on my word because I don't change. You can count on my word because I'm upright. You can count on my word because there's no unrighteousness in me. You can count on my word because there's no variableness. There's no changing in me. Hallelujah. Let me close with this. 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. His word. Verse 22, it says, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower thereof falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. The word of the Lord endures forever. I want you to understand about being dependable. Will you fulfill your promises? Because that's integrity. Will you fulfill your commitments? That's integrity. You know, will you keep your word even if it costs you? You know, there's some things that I, I've, I've done, and, and out, of, out, of a, out of a good heart, where I made promises to people personally as well as through ministry and where I, I, I had committed to something but yet didn't really know the full capacity of what I was, was committing to. You ever done that? <laughs> and I knew, I knew in the natural 
I was like, okay, I, I, in the natural, I, I don't know if I can afford this, but I had to keep my word. I had to keep my word, even if it, even if it, it took me another month or whatever. I, I had to be honest and say, you know what, I, I know I committed to this, and, and I promise this. I can do this right now, but because I thought this is what it was going to be, but because I said I would, I will. And that's the type of people we need to be. I want Bren's in the back there, and I, I want Bren to know. I want, I want him to know my, my dad keeps his word. You know, and anytime something comes up or something happens and, and ministry things get involved or, or things happen and it, it breaks my heart where I have these priorities and those priorities and it's like, what do I, what do, I do? And how, how do I do that? It's like, okay, I've got to honor my word the best I can. And that's the type of men we need to be. Where our wives, if we say, you know what, we're, we're going to pray together, then, then we pray together. If we know we're going to take communion together, you know what? Then we're going to take communion together. And in setting these things, in setting these parameters. So let me ask you a question. Can you be depended upon? Are you true to your word? Because your dependability, we always be connected to your word. What you say you're going to do, will you do? I wrote this down. I am what the word says I am. I can be what the word says I can be. I can do what the word says I can do. I'm an imitator of God. I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life of integrity. I'm a man of my word. I am stable. I'm a man that can be followed. I'm an example of stability. I honor my vows. I honor my commitments. I'm a finisher. And I'm a leader that follows through because I'm a man who keeps my word. That's integrity. That's integrity. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word tonight, and I just thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. And Father, I just thank you that you're building within us strength. You're building within us the heart of a champion. And the heart of a champion isn't just found in what he does and the feats that he can accomplish on the outside through strength, but it's at the core of who that champion is. It's that, that tenacity to not give up when the going gets tough. To stand when everyone else is sitting. To be strong when everyone else might want to give up. That's the type of men we want to be, strong men. And I just thank you for building integrity within us. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and just for, for about 15 minutes or so, let's break up into our groups. And there's a couple questions there you need to discuss. So the different leaders, try to keep the groups to about four or five. Uh, if we can, if we need to have more groups, um, just because it, sometimes it takes too long if you've got too many people in a group. And I like to get you out of here by 8.30.